0: Welcome to Natalia in the podcast. I'm an astrologer, women's empowerment coach, and modern mystic living in Los Angeles. My podcast is here to inspire, encourage, and remind you that everything and anything is possible. I love sharing with you the tools that have healed, transformed, and up-leveled my life, everything from astrology to magical money, life purpose tools, mindset shifts, and pragmatic mysticism. Thank you so much for being with me, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. Hello, my beautiful angels. It is so, so wonderful to be with you today. Please forgive if the intro doesn't sound as fancy as it usually does. Not that you guys even notice. Maybe this is my Capricorn Rising perfectionism coming in, but... I am with Mick this week and taking a full lounge week and I totally forgot to bring my podcast mic mostly because I was going to attempt to take some time off and I pretty much am. I've been resting and that's been so nice and so maybe I bring this forward to you if you've been feeling called to rest, especially in the Northern Hemisphere as we are just moving into the fall equinox this week. Um, I learned from one of my beautiful students over the weekend at our MBCC graduation, Tamara, she said that the fall equinox is just about that inner, um, inner light, that inner energy, and giving back to ourselves and slowing down. And Oh my God, I have to say, I feel like for me, the end of summer, I was just in full steam ahead, just go, go, go. And then as soon as this weekend completed, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to slow down. And really, a message that has come through my consciousness like quite a bit has just been like flow and rest and celebrate nothingness, celebrate stillness. And I want to just say a quick thing before um, that's very dear to my heart before we move into this incredible episode with Dr. Michelle, who has been my health coach and who has absolutely changed my life and my body over my last year of working with her. Um, But I would firstly like to dedicate this episode to my beautiful, dear friend. And teacher and mentor David Solomini. David just passed away uh, last Sunday. And um, he, I've been posting a lot about it on my Instagram this week. Uh, David was just a dear being to me and um, a dear teacher and mentor. And I wanted to dedicate this episode to him for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, um, he was experiencing complications with his health. And this episode with Dr. Michelle is all about health. I think it's so easy as we're driven and we want to get to the top or we want to survive or whatever our drives are in life. We want to, you know, take care of people. We want to be seen, whatever it is. It's so easy to discount what is so beautifully given to us by our own bodies which is our health and we owe it to our bodies as the temple of our soul as the house of our soul to take good care of these vessels i i am um, you are going to learn so much in this episode with dr michelle she is so brilliant and so knowledgeable and you know, I found that sometimes when I share health episodes that they're not as popular as like when I talk about building a business or money, but my loves without our health, we have nothing without our health. We have nothing. We cannot appreciate all that we have been given by God and all that we have been given by existence if we are not healthy in our bodies. So this episode particularly, and in dedicating this to David, um, it just made so much sense to me because Dr. Michelle and I go so deep on just all things health and wellness and how to optimize your health so that you are vibrant. And the other reason I wanted to dedicate this to David is because the last conversation I had with him was me asking him to be on the podcast, and you know that that didn't happen in the way that I was hoping. But that's okay. I got such a beautiful sign yesterday. I'm going to tell you guys this story very quickly because it's just so beautiful to share. But last uh, yesterday, I was driving feeling pretty heavy hearted about, uh, the loss of David's life and just feeling a lot of emotions, a lot of thoughts, a lot of memories. And I was driving and I just sort of spoke into the sky and just sort of spoke into the space. Um, you know, Hey David, like, please let me know. You can hear me. Like I, I want a, a clear sign that you can hear me and that you're here and you can hear us. I really, I really would love a sign. And so I just kind of went on with my day and had a lot of beautiful things happen yesterday and did a lot of crying and a lot of connecting with close friends of David's and close friends of mine for years and years and years. I've known David for almost a decade. And, um, so yesterday, one of my best friends called me, and I haven't spoken to her since my birthday. So I decided to take a walk um, outside with Tarot and Mixed Neighborhood. And as we were walking, we are having kind of having a, a, a powerful, intense conversation about everything that's going on in the world right now. And I looked at this mailbox, and I kind of zoom in my vision, and I'm like, what is that? I'm like, it looks like a leaf bug. And then I realize that it's a praying mantis. And my loves, I have a very clear memory from my from my um, teenage years when I lost my grandfather, who was a cancer. He was a cancer, and my and David was a Pisces, so both water signs. My grandpa was like my original mentor, and David is another deep mentor to me. And when my grandpa died, I remember we got back to his home, and we were going to have a memorial in the backyard, and there was a praying mantis on the doorbell, and I never forgot it. And I just thought it was so beautiful. And my mom was even taken aback, and she's a Capricorn, so stuff like that, she's like, oh, I don't know. She kind of takes her a minute. And then yesterday, when I saw this praying mantis and realized that it was a praying mantis, I just had a moment, and I I was like, "Oh my God!" You know what? I want to research and see what a what praying mantis means. And so I found this article on. Let me actually see if I can find. Just while I quote it, I want to make sure that I'm respectful to the person who wrote it. Let me see here. <laughs> It was, hold on, you guys, stay with me. I'm not going to stop recording. We're live. It was crystalclearintuition.com, such a beautiful piece of writing about praying mantis. And so here is what I found. And I was just sort of reading it at first and very beautiful, really spoke to me because David was very spiritual. He was deeply esoteric. And, and maybe sometime I'll do an episode devoted to him or I'll interview some of his friends who are very, very powerful people, very powerful beings in the world. And um, we've all just been having those cosmic experiences since his passing. And so this is what I found as I scrolled down the page, praying mantis as a spiritual messenger between worlds. Many people report that they see a praying mantis following the death of a loved one or pet. This is especially true for female praying mantises because they carry with them the divine feminine energy of intuition and also the energy of the underworld. Female praying mantises show up when the veil between you and the spiritual realm is thin, caused by the recent passing of a loved one or the visitation of a loved one. Praying mantises represent lost souls that are guided home, peace, resolution, and the transmutation of energy back to universal consciousness. If you see a praying mantis while experiencing the grief of losing a loved one or pet, the message is that everything is okay and as it's supposed to be. And that brought me so much, so much peace. And um, I just read that and just started weeping because I just you know, it's just reminded me that we are so guided, my loves, and that we do have a connection to what is so beyond this world, what is beyond our logic, what is beyond our, you know, just this whole thing. And I know... That David, as a teacher of mine, this is another level of teaching. This is another level of mentorship for me and for everyone who knew him and loved him. And, um, you know, he's prolific, profound being. And um, so I dedicate this episode to him and um, bringing his wisdom through. It would have been so nice to have had that time and that space with him. But I know that I still have it. It's just in a different way now and um, I love you guys so much, and I send prayers and deep love to your heart, and what I ask is that you take your health seriously, and you really take in the power and the wisdom that Dr. Michelle brings forth, and um, you take care of yourself, because these I see these vessels as alone from the divine, and it is our responsibility as we carry out our missions here to take good care. I love you guys so deeply. Thank you as always for joining me. Enjoy this episode with Dr. Michelle. Thank you. Are you ready to serve humanity in your own unique way? Are you ready to step into your power as a leader, fulfill your soul's purpose, and make a beautiful living impacting lives, being completely and totally true to yourself and to your heart. Right now, I am calling in a group of loving, purposeful, driven and heart-centered women to join me for MBCC 2021, the Natalia Benson Coaching Certification. I've cultivated this certification and conscious leadership training with 11 plus years of my own inner work business building, personal learnings, and magical results working one-to-one with women. I've poured my journey into a life-changing nine-month program that begins for her second round January 2021. This certification will give you a unique combination of the pragmatic tools it takes to uplevel your own life and the intuitive knowing of what tools to utilize with yourself, your clients, and your students. NBCC includes all of the tools to create prosperity, empowerment, and resilience in a truly cornerstone moment in our humanity's history. The Aquarian age is calling forth a whole other kind of leader to prosper and expand what it means to be alive and truly thriving. By the end of this certification, you will be prepared to lead and prosper within the conscious business you've dreamt of creating enrollment is now open and there are only 25 spaces available for NBCC 2021. I invite you to head to the link in the show notes to check out the full NBCC info video and information page where you can get all of your questions answered as well as enroll for your very limited space for NBCC 2021. It's a driving mission of mine to continue to guide heart-centered, conscious, powerful women into their power and into the space of business. I believe that the world deeply needs us and is waiting for your unique light and your unique expression of empowerment and love. So let's go, it's your time. I would be honored to guide you through MBCC 2021. Yes. Hi, my darling. How are you, Dr. Michelle?
1: Oh, doing so well. I'm so honored to be here and excited about chatting with you.
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. You have like completely changed my life. I was just thinking this morning about just like how grateful I am for for you. And I'm so grateful that I decided to to work with you because I think for so many of us, like, our health can so easily, like if it's good or we're not sick, it's so easy just to be like, I'm good. There's so many other bajillions of things that I'm concerned about or like worrying about, but like our health is everything. And I'll get into this as like, we can c- continue to talk, but I just want to say thank you because your wisdom and and what I've moved through with you so far, just completely brought me into like a whole other level of peace with my body, my mind, my heart, and it's helped me be so much better at what I do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, I don't feel, I don't, I also don't ponder about what to eat. And I feel like that's one of, I feel like, especially so often for women, we can get so caught in like the fad eating of the moment or whatever, when that might not even be like the best thing for us. Mm -hmm. So, we're just diving right in. I, I love it. Day.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh my god, you are so welcome and thank you for just following through and doing the work, you know. It's one thing to what what's the saying like you can lead a horse to water, <laughs> but you can't yes. like force it to happen, right? Yes. And so I just appreciate you for really diving in and taking it seriously and just following through. It really really means a lot to me there. Mm-hmm. And then I love what you said about just how this work for you has really cleared things up and almost mm-hmm. like Created a sense of like groundedness and consolidation, like in your being, which is, I think something that a lot of people don't think about when they're upgrading their health or when they're addressing their health, because when we have inflammation in the body, which we'll just use that as a general term of like dis-ease or dysfunction is like inflammation based typically. um, And we can figure out where that inflammation comes from, but I consider it and see it as almost like static, like white noise and so as we start to calm that down and clear out that signal we're literally tapping deeper into our intuition and our downloads and like that clarity that we have not just on like a physical level but also that energetic and mental level as well
0: that's everything cuz i and i feel like i told you this i mean i and just so all of you babes know like Before I worked with Dr. Michelle, I walked around bloated. Like, literally, I felt so uncomfortable in my body almost all the time, even though I was like eating super healthy and, you know, eating clean and organic. Like, I had. Like it's almost like it's so amazing how once you change, like you're like wait that was me like but I used to walk around like that like um, really painful and sorry this is TMI but like (laughs) we're with doctors now it's fine but like I used to have really painful like painful gas painful digestion I mean it was something was wrong and um and I finally you know like I feel like when the teacher. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So mm-hmm. let's first begin kind of with what I just touched on a moment ago, not painful gas, no, but like, let's touch on like just how as women, we can start to come into more alignment with our digestion. Because I feel like so often we focus on, especially in our very imbalanced culture, like our weight or mm-hmm. like how we look, but really What I've learned from my time with you is how it comes down to how we're digesting and assimilating. So can you talk a bit about
1: that? Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of view our digestion and digestive tract as the foundation of our health. Um, And the reason that is, is because if you think about what you put into your body, our body needs to have the ability to break that down, absorb it, and kind of shunt it or um, kind of move it to where it needs to be moved inside of the body. So you can think of that as like cellular communication. And so by optimizing digestion, by first identifying what's going on, because like you said, you know, you were eating all the right things. You were thinking like you were doing all the things that you thought you should be doing, um, and following the trends and fats and all of this stuff. And I see that a lot with women um, and men, but I see that a lot because we kind of want to grasp onto that quick fix. And we're, we're in that paradigm of the pill for every ill type thing. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a pharmaceutical, supplement, but even like the diets, right? Like that's almost like the pill. And so we're wanting this fix. And unfortunately, due to, or, well, fortunately, unfortunately, fortunately, due to bio individuality, there isn't a one like broad stroke approach to nutrition and to even digestive healing. And so, you know, I teach practitioners to do what I do. And even then I provide a foundational protocol of how to approach it. But it's always, always, always modified based on not just symptomology. So how are you actually feeling? What symptoms do you have? But also what is the data telling us? Like what is the lab test saying? What organisms are present, whether they're pathogens, opportunistic bacteria, parasites, protozoa, how is your actual digestive system functioning? Is there leaky gut or intestinal permeability? Um, is your pancreas functioning well? Um, is there issues with, uh, toxicity in the colon, um, you know, are are you gluten sensitive, all of these sort of things. We need to see all of this, including testing for our food sensitivities, right? Because we don't want to be adding fuel to the fire as we're trying to heal that gut lining and decrease that inflammation because if we're constantly just... um, kind of bombarding the system with foods that are triggering and inflammatory, we're not going to get very far with that process. So that's really why I start with the gut healing portion. Unless of course there's adrenal things going on. We always want to address the adrenals first because we want to make sure that your body has the reserves, the vitality, the ability to put energy towards an actual healing protocol. So I usually do the adrenals first if needed, not needed for everybody. And then we move into a gut healing protocol. Does that can I answer? (laughs) Is that what you were looking for? Oh, it absolutely
0: does. And like, let's talk a moment about, I wrote it down, bio individuality, because Mm. that's the thing that I think so often. How how do we get to that? Is that through testing? Mm. Like that we get to know that with ourselves?
1: Yeah, that's my preferred method. And I'm sure that on some level, I have some bias, but I've been doing functional lab testing now for almost nine years. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's really my tool. You know, Everybody has their tool, their modality that they feel most resonant with and what they can use best in their field. And so functional lab testing is definitely that for me. So I'm able to really see a full picture of what's going on inside of a person's body at the physiological cellular level instead of consistently like throwing darts, hoping for the best, trying this, trying that, wasting so much time, energy, and money, right? Creating so much frustration. So the labs really paint this beautiful picture for me. Also taking into account that the fact that we are not defined by those lab results. So I'm also looking at the person, you know, the person as a whole, what are they going through? What are they dealing with? What is their lifestyle like? What was their health history? What was their family history, putting all of those little pieces together to really paint a story. And that's where the bio-individuality comes in. It's like, you know, not everybody experiences the world. Not everybody experiences uh, food triggers the same. Not everybody experiences EMF radiation or pollution the same way because they are gifted certain, uh, you know, genetic predispositions, whether it be fast or slow detox pathways. You know, there's so many different little intricacies that we need to take into account instead of saying like, oh yeah, everybody should be taking this or everybody should be eating this or you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And that's, that's what I wanted to touch on for my, for my babes here, because I think so often, as I was saying, it it can be so easy to like, look at like, what everyone else is doing, or what seems to be working for your cousin, or your sister, or your best friend, but then really understanding that, like, we are so unique in our—that's going to be my new thing this week—bio individuality. <laughs> like, we really are so unique, and um and something we were just touching on before we we hit record was really and this is something I've I've also heard from a lot of women in my community, just with a lot of uncertainty as like we're moving through now. But Dr. Michelle and I were just touching on how there's always uncertainty. Mm -hmm. We're just more aware of it now. So Mm -hmm. with this heightened awareness of uncertainty, especially within the pandemic and furloughs and changes, I've heard from a lot of women in my community really moving to like emotional eating or like Mm -hmm. stress eating or Mm -hmm. just like being home so much. um, What can you speak to that or or ways to that women can approach Mm -hmm. kind of like even the emotional component of food, which I know is something that you and I have worked on together.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, That's, wow, that's such a big topic. Um, Where to begin? Um, I would say the first thing that, comes to mind and something that I share with a lot of my clientele when it comes to emotional eating is that a lot of us were raised with parents who used food as a reward system. So we were rewarded with food whether we, you know, followed through with one of their requests or (laughs) something like that, or if we did a good job at something, we were rewarded with that food. And so we created this subconscious association with um, food filling that emotional gap. Um, And so we've taken that to the extreme Where it's like if we feel all of this joy, we go for food. If we feel all of this sadness and depression, we go for this food, right? And it's so it's really like the first step, I think, is really acknowledging that and being like, hmm, like am I reaching for food because I'm hungry? Like, take a moment, create that awareness, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you are actually hungry, if you're feeling hungry, absolutely eat. Like there's no problem with that. But I think just kind of almost um, it's like a pattern interrupt. You want to just Cut, like cut that pattern real quick and just check in with yourself. Like, what is it my body actually needs right now? Mm-hmm. Is it food? Is it water? Is it a hug? Mm-hmm. You know, is it that I need to read a book or take a bath or maybe just go outside and put my feet in the grass, mm-hmm. right? Like what is it that your body is actually craving? Because it's typically something like that. It's, t- it's something we're trying to fill, some need yes. that we're trying to fill. And so that's kind of on, on yeah, that's kind of where I approach that. One thing that really helps with like the mental emotional piece um, that I know a lot of people probably know and have heard before, but very rarely actually implement is not touching your phone for the first 30 to 60 minutes of the day and really setting aside that time to self-care, a morning ritual or routine. Because what happens is if we grab our phone first Mm. thing in the morning, we are literally, our brain is literally still in a trance state. Mm. And so if we open up Instagram, we're scrolling, we're seeing all of this bad news, you know, quote unquote, bad news, whatever, creating anxiety and stress, your body transmutes that and actually thinks it's under threat. And it creates anxiety and stress and tension, all of the heaviness and the gunk that we don't want. And we end up bringing that into our day. Mm -hmm. And so by avoiding that, by creating that sacred space in the morning, we can really, really kind of approach the day with a fresh slate and almost like be in control of our day instead of letting it control us.
0: Oh my God. It's actually, so last night, um, my, I'm very close with my gal that does my nails and, um, she was sharing just that she's been moving through like a lot of stress lately. And I asked her, I said, how do you start your day? I said, do you touch your phone first thing? I always ask that my brother too, my little <laughs> brother. And I was thinking about you because I was like, I feel like doctors will be proud because this is it. Cause health is not just Huge. what you put in your mouth. It's not just no. what, you know, whether it's a supplement or food, it is everything. Yeah. And anytime, and, and this goes for like my, my clients and students as well, if they're feeling really off, I always ask them that I'm like, are you getting on your phone first thing in the morning? And Nine times out of ten, the answer is always yes. Like, and, and because, and, I, and I've experienced, I've experimented on myself with that. When you are giving away, you know, your subconscious is still so open. Would that be theta you're coming out of? Theta. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're just like programming yourself with the mm-hmm. external and versus you being like, what do, how do I want to imprint this day and, and morning ritual? And everyone here knows I'm really adamant about those. It, it's because it really does set the tone. And um, what I also, I wanted to touch on something kind of in that vein, but I know you've taught me a bit about EMFs and mm-hmm. I still haven't gotten that thing for my Wi Fi router because I just bought a screwdriver so I can <laughs> open the thing. So that's on the way. But um, what is up with EMFs? Like,
1: mm-hmm. and like,
0: five, I don't know if like this is the same conversation as like 5G stuff. Totally. Phones against our heads. Because mm-hmm. again, like all of this, this is so much a part of like the health and wellness. Mm-hmm conversation right I mean but I, I just have to say like I'm I'm not super versed on this and I'm sure that's by design so I'd love to <laughs> to understand a bit more.
1: Yeah. So as online entrepreneurs, we are bombarded. If we yes. live in a city, we're bombarded by Wi-Fi signals. That does include EM, uh, 5G, 5G EMFs. 5G is just a different wavelength. Um, and unfortunately, it's a shorter wavelength, which can penetrate our bodies a little bit um, more severely than our typical 4G, 3G. Um, but there are several steps because I think the 5g emf conversation can get really scary if you start diving deep into it and diving into that rabbit hole and you kind of get to this point where you're like Ugh, like there's nothing i can do like what am i supposed to do like i can't avoid it like da, 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 da. however there's so many things that you can do to empower yourself and to protect yourself um and they're really really simple so one is that i know in this video or this video you can't see but i've got these air tubes for my phone so these are my headphones um and basically there's a hollow air tube that goes from my ear or my head right to about i don't know mid chest region and so that prevents for one it prevents uh wi-fi from going directly to my head either by holding up a phone to my head or even the wired headset um so that includes bluetooth too so i avoid anything bluetooth close to my head um and i use these air tubes as my um Microphone and my headphone. So that's one thing. I also have an EMF case. Um, A couple of my favorite brands for EMF products are Safe Sleeve and Defender Shield. Uh, Defender Shield is probably my number one um, favorite for that, and they have the air tubes. They're my favorite uh, headphones. Um, And then also for those of you who are laptop users, if you actually use the laptop on your lap, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you have um, something in between the computer and your actual lap because that radiation can actually hit our ovaries and reproductive organs. And we really don't want that to happen because that not only can affect us, our potential children, but also their potential children. This is something that's multi-generational, which is very, very, very huge. So highly recommend using a laptop um, pad, Defender Pad. Um, Defender Shield has a product called Defender Pad, which is great. Um, There are also other things that you can do. For example, I put my wi-fi router on a timer just a kind of like a, one of those old school christmas light timers and so it's just like from while we're sleeping the wi-fi is turned off and so that's a li- like that's that much less radiation that we're getting exposed to i also keep our cell phones in another room on airplane mode so if i'm not using my phone it's on airplane mode just to kind of interrupt that transmission so those are just like some really simple things um one other thing I'll just throw out there is that if you are in a low reception zone, I would recommend putting your phone on airplane mode too, because when you're when you're in a low reception mode, your phone actually, um, I don't know the exact terminology, but it basically puts out excess energy to try and get the signal. And so the exposure, the EMF exposure is upwards of, I think, like 10,000 times more than just if you were in a normal cell phone range. So that's a big, big tip there too.
0: Oh my God. Are there like crystals we can wear for this? I'm
1: just like,
0: holy moly, because you're right. And and I think this is a conversation for Mm. just life in general is when you Mm. find out about, you know, kind of these things that they do make life wonderful. I mean, this is how I'm able to talk to you right now and you're in Oregon and I'm in Los Angeles. And we're able to have a powerful conversation that hopefully can impact and heal anyone who listens. Mm -hmm. Um, But along with that and the technology, there's also risks and things that are not, healthy for us Mm -hmm. so it's but it's but it is it's it's like seeing like being grateful for what it is and also finding ways to protect ourselves because I think we can't I I remember when 5g was starting to come out and I started hearing so much stuff about it and it just sounded it sounded frightening frankly and um and so I guess it's always like, how do we find that nice middle path, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I'm grateful for what this gives to me and the, you know, what it grants to my experience, but how can I also protect myself and stay, you know, grounded? So I feel like you already gave some great things, but are you into crystals, Dr. Michelle? We've <laughs> talked about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love crystals. All of my plants on my desk have like their very own crystal. Yes. I've got selenite here. Yes. Um But yeah, as far as crystals go, um, with EMFs, I don't know that I've seen like a lot of studies or, um, I've taken some practitioner courses around like 5g and EMF. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say just because I think crystals are amazingly powerful that it definitely doesn't hurt. (laughs) So, you know what I mean? Um,
0: for sure. We'll put in the resources some of what you suggested, like the wire yeah. tube. Um, Perfect. I'll send those over to you. Awesome. Like the sh- the I know you. I I got one of those shields for my nice. laptop because yes. I love working. I love working from the couch or sometimes even yep. in bed. And mm-hmm. I know that's not that's not good. <laughs> I do it when I'm home. I do it when I'm at Mix House. But I just love like that feeling. But it's I definitely like I've always thought, like had kind of an intuition, like, oh, I should not have my laptop on my lap. It Mm -hmm. shouldn't be on my skin.
1: Totally, totally. I know you've
0: talked about that with phones too.
1: A hundred percent. That's why even like for my female clients, I always tell them to tell their partners, if they're male, to not wear their phone in their front pocket because that's directly in contact with their testicles, right? Like Mm -hmm. that is an issue. So you want to make sure that your partners are Also (laughs) operating, you know, with this awareness as well. But something else I wanted to add too, you know, in addition to you know all the like gadgets and the little things that you can do to help protect yourself from EMF exposure, is the healthier you are, the better your body is, um, you know, functioning in the world. The more resilient your cells are, the better equipped you're going to be to be able to handle um, the cellular effects that EMFs have. Because basically, what happens is they paralyze for lack of a better word, they paralyze our calcium channels. And so although it doesn't cause necessarily direct DNA damage, it does cause issues downstream because it causes issues with detoxification pathways and all kinds of things like that, which can affect our cells and our mitochondria and all of those really, really important functions, cell-to-cell communication, all of that. So um, you just want to take you know the best care of yourself that you can and then also use you know whatever Tools and gadgets and things that you can to help enhance that as well, so.
0: That's so powerful. Thank you for that. And I, and I hope you babes are really listening, especially if you've been, you know, care not maybe careless isn't the word, but you just haven't had the awareness. Like I didn't have the awareness around any of this until we started to work together. So thank you. That's powerful. And make sure you babes implement this like immediately. <laughs> so also, what would you say... Um, just within the times that we are in. Um, mm-hmm. Pandemic, social justice movement, um, 2020 has just been potent. And I also look at it as quite transformational. Mm-hmm. What can we do on a daily basis to keep ourselves healthy, to stay mentally, emotionally physically spiritually well like what would you say are like some key little touch points throughout the day um, Mm. that we can do to to take good care amidst uh this this time that we're in
1: yeah i love that um and i love that you see it as a, a a way of transformation because i think that that is really really key i think a lot of the old and ugly and dirty has boiled up to the surface and is being exposed and it's, it's kind of going back to having that awareness, right? We need to have the awareness of something before we can address it and kind of clear it out. Mm -hmm. And so if we can use this time, like right now I'm doing kind of like a reset for myself and my partner. And I I feel like it's, um, it's almost a time where we can can cleanse on like a mental, emotional and physical level. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that creates a lot of clarity and can help kind of, clear the fog and the confusion and the anxiety and the depression in that Um, I think as we talked about waking up, not looking at your phone first thing is huge. Mm -hmm. And I also think that throughout the day, even setting a timer on your phone, you know, every few hours, just to have you cue in, check in with your body, what is your body needing? Because with everything that's going on, with the pandemic, with all of the crazy news that's being uncovered and surfaced and all of that, our nervous system goes into that sympathetic fight, flight or freeze mode, right? And so a lot of times it's it's We don't even notice it because it's become our norm. It's become just what we're used to. And so really checking in, diving in, allowing our body to calm and ground and recenter is really key throughout the day. So a little morning routine is definitely a great start, but actually having dedicated times throughout the day, before bed, just checking in, checking in what is your body needing? Because that routine, that rhythm, that um that flow is really really important to make sure that our nervous system is not doesn't get stuck i guess in that fight flight or freeze mode you know what i mean
0: that's fantastic can you talk a little bit about fight flight or freeze um how do we, because that's when we're in the amygdala, correct? Like mm-hmm. if we're starting to react from, I would I know this isn't where the amygdala is. I don't know why. <laughs> You're really close. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I think it's <laughs> back here somewhere. I, I looked it up the other day. Um how do we what is number one, what is that? And what is the amygdala? Mm-hmm. What kind of is that that um what is it? Got yeah. A lot of we're a lot of spiritual woo-woo gals around here. Yeah. But I I know. I feel like, especially with the times that we're in, I've heard a lot more conversation about fight, flight, or freeze. The amygdala, like, kind of how that's being triggered right now.
1: Yes. So basically, the fight, flight, or freeze response, the amygdala. This is our what's called like our hind brain, our uh, reptilian brain, our more primal brain. So what happens is when we're in this fight, flight, or freeze or sympathetic response, blood flow is Literally, like, shunted from our forebrain, our neocortex, our, our our zone of critical thinking, creativity, like all of the good stuff that we love as entrepreneurs. Um, it's shunted from that area to our hindbrain. And that is our reactivity. That's when we make dis- rash decisions. That's when we um, will kind of flip on a switch and get like rageful or angry or um, it. it it basically removes our critical thinking skills. And so it's really important that we do kind of switch back into the parasympathetic mode so that we can restore blood flow to the neocortex and allow our creativity and our critical thinking and like all of those skills that we really value as entrepreneurs and, you know, high achievers and all of that. But does that kind of answer your question?
0: Oh my God, beyond, and, I, and I'm so <laughs> fascinated because even as you're as you're sharing this, I'm thinking too about just being alive in the world today, being sensitive, being empathic, and how it can be so easy to. I mean, not just for empaths, for anyone, but to be so triggered by the news cycle or or what we see going on in the world, mm-hmm. and um and that's why I wanted to ask you about those touch points because. Uh, and how we can take care of ourselves on the daily because that's our quality of life. Otherwise, it's like, it's so easy to get swept up. But I feel like when when we understand how the brain works, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, we can have like that deeper level of awareness of like, okay, hey, I think I'm going into an amygdala response or whatever. Yes. fight like or freeze moment. And just like, okay, hey, I don't, I don't want to react. I want to respond. And it's exactly like the frontal cortex is more of our response mechanism
1: a hundred percent yeah you said that perfectly Yeah, our hindbrain would be more of that reaction um and then the forebrain would be more of our respond. like we've had a moment to kind of chill and like assess the situation and like think about it from multiple angles and you know and like that's that's what we need to get back into Mm -hmm. yeah
0: And what is the tie between our digestive health and our brain function? Because Mm. I feel like that was another thing I learned with you is like, Mm -hmm. when your microbiome, are you so proud? I'm just like, really? (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. I'm really into this. Uh, Because I'm very much a proof in the pudding kind of person. Like that's such like a 1920s thing. I don't even know who made that up that saying. But anyhow, I like proof. I like to... Viscerally experience something. And I've just seen, and I know I've told you this, the dramatic shift in my day to day mood and like how much more peaceful I feel by taking out these like things that were these foods that I had sensitivities to. Mm. Um, and so for any of my women here who maybe have never heard this for before, who aren't as familiar about that, that digestive system, brain. And happiness connection, like what is that?
1: Mm, yeah. So the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that um, a lot of our neurotransmitters are actually produced um, inside of the gut and they're dependent on these bacteria um, or our microbiome. And so, for example, you know, 90% or more of our serotonin, our happy hormone, our happy neurotransmitter is produced in our gut. So if you can imagine, you know, if there's inflammation, irritation, uh, you know, dysbiosis or an imbalance of gut flora there, that's going to disrupt our serotonin serotonin. serotonin production. Over 50% of our dopamine production is dependent on our microbiome as well. And that is our motivation. That is our get shit done neurotransmitter. And so again, if our gut is imbalanced, if there's inflammation, we have pathogens, opportunistic bacteria, all of that kind of stuff, that's for sure going to be affecting our mood. And then on top of that, hormone metabolism, right if our microbiome is imbalanced we're not going to be breaking down and excreting excess hormones which could cause issues with estrogen dominance estrogen toxicity could uh, make pms symptoms worse all of that kind of stuff it's so 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 intertwined with our gut wow
0: my beauties i am so excited to tell you about the membership that very well may change your entire life my magical women and money membership money is at the root of everything that we do and for so many of us as women our relationship with money is built on fear stress and oftentimes lack my personal relationship with money has been one of the most tumultuous journeys of my life and through it i've learned that money truly is an energy and something that we can relate to in an empowering loving positive way as we upshift, heal, and empower ourselves with the wisdom of the ages, we truly can change our entire financial paradigm. I have witnessed so many women heal and shift and uplevel their money stories. I want to share just a few of these powerful stories that have come from this membership. One of my magical money queen, Shannon, wrote to me to say, my magic came by paying off all of my debt. I forgave myself, learned to love myself and called in the biggest miracle ever, healing $125,000 in debt. Beauty Tal told me, I feel more connected to myself, my mission and my life, as well as money. Jobs and opportunities just started coming in and for the first time in a long while, I know I'm on the right path with money. I have goosebumps, this is just one of so many. This monthly membership includes Magical Women & Money The Course, monthly live meetups with me, which are so much fun, and you get to come together with the women in the MWMM community an MWMM membership full of high vibrational content, a special dedicated Instagram, a community of incredible women to connect with, plus exclusive perks like free classes, free courses, and first access to my offerings. MWMM enrollment is open for this week only. Go to the link in the show notes to opt in and learn more about the membership. And let's begin your magical women and money journey today. Each enrollment window has limited availability. So if you feel the call, let's begin. So let's talk about dopamine for a moment because especially so many of my women here, they are entrepreneurs or they want to start businesses. They're either at the in the height and in the, the very powerful part of their business or they're just starting. And something I've definitely noticed as an entrepreneur and working for myself. It's like the focus when no one's telling you or expecting you to do something has been challenging. And I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, And I wonder if there is a correlation between dopamine because I noticed for myself, I would... And I still, I have much more awareness and much more like, I just say awareness. I don't know if discipline's the word to use, but I feel much more centered than I did before we started because I feel like I would get so, like, kind of like ADHD. Like, if I had to focus on something, I'd wanna look at my phone. Or mm. I'd like, I mean, I still kind of like have issues with that at times, but I wonder is there a correlation with dopamine? Because I find that the days I'm taking great care of myself, I'm eating my, you know, clean and like all the things, I just, I'm on fire. And it's like, I feel like the energy, like life force can just move through me and I can serve more powerfully. So anyhow, I don't know if that correlates to dopamine, but I've wondered about that correlation because I feel like so often we don't, if we don't feel happy or centered, we don't often have the
1: energy to do what we need to do in our businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, is there a correlation with that or... I would say there's absolutely a correlation with the neurotransmitters for sure. But then Mm -hmm. on top of that, there's a huge correlation with the level of inflammation. So if there's Mm -hmm. issues with like intestinal permeability, if you have inflammation in your gut, you might have inflammation actually systemic or even brain inflammation, which Mm -hmm. I've seen on some um, functional labs that I've run. And Mm so if you can imagine having inflammation in your brain is going to cause a lot of issues with distraction, focus issues, um, anxiety, all of that kind of stuff. And so gut health is absolutely correlated with that for sure. Brain fog too, word recall, all of that stuff. Um, A lot of times when I see that, I think about gut issues.
0: And I know that you obviously are a big proponent of like uh, testing. I think mm-hmm. what did what did you say? Tests don't guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to us a bit about that because I've, as I've said a couple times, I've just noticed the, the magic and the shift in in my not only my quality of life but my mood most of all from like removing these foods. Because I mean, I used to eat almonds every freaking day, especially eating paleo and kind of like the keto vibe just to give it a label, it's like Mm -hmm. so much almonds, like almond milk, almond crust. I mean, everything almonds, almonds is in everything. Mm -hmm. And I found that as I let go of that, it just changed everything. So how do we, what is this test don't guess mentality? And like, how can my women listening, how can they, they get these food sensitivity tests or get access to them, whether through Mm -hmm. you or, or what's available?
1: Yeah, so great question. So I know like the reason why I say test don't, don't guess and that goes far beyond food sensitivity testing too, but we just we don't want to be wasting time like just guessing which foods that you should be avoiding temporarily, right? Like you brought up a great example of almonds. Now this doesn't mean it's a forever thing that you're going to have to avoid them forever, but while we're doing the gut healing process, while we're doing the cellular, you know, detox, all of that kind of stuff, we want to make sure that we're just not adding additional fuel to the fire that we're not adding additional irritation um, and working kind of against our efforts. Um, But as far as tests don't guess, when we actually see things laid out, like for example, I look at a comprehensive stool analysis, we look at food sensitivities, we look at hormones, adrenals, blood work, functional genomics, organic acids, like we look at the gamut so we can complete that picture that I was mentioning earlier to really see what's going on under the hood at the cellular level so we're not just pretending like we know what's going on or, you know, uh, recommending things that may or may not help. Like we have that confidence. And when we have that confidence and we can see it black and white or in color, I guess, like right in front of us, you know, we have the confidence too to move forward and stick with that plan because we can actually see what's going on. I think that's really, really powerful for people too. Like I'm I'm a Capricorn, right? Like Capricorn sun, Aries moon. Like I love seeing like the data. I love seeing what's going on because that helps me move forward. I'm the type of person who doesn't like to do things unless I know why I'm doing them. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. And so that's another reason why I love doing the testing. Um, As far as like where you can get the testing done, um, uh, my private practice is currently full, but I do train a bunch of practitioners. I have a mentorship program specifically for practitioners um, who I walk through my strategy, my approach, my methodology. I train them in all of the testing that I do. Mm -hmm. And so if you are interested, I'm more than happy to send over a referral or anything like that as far as that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything, we'll have everything in the resources because- Great because i think that that's been the most powerful part for me and and for anyone who's really interested in you know because i relieving anxiety relieving stress like feeling more peaceful it all begins with I believe it begins with your gut health. It mm-hmm. really, it's like, it's so contingent. And sadly, it's not really taught to us because mm-hmm. there's entire industries that flourish off of, you know, our us not being healthy and feeling empowered mm-hmm. um, in our bodies. So, you know, this to me is also just a powerful movement for like returning the just like returning the energy back the our our natural vitality and and obviously like when we feel good with what we're eating it's it to me from my experience it's like a given so
1: totally and like you know our gut related to our solar plexus right like that's our worth our self-identity and which is so true when we think about if we have a day where we're feeling like bloated or we're feeling like just not good it like literally changes our whole mood how we show up like ugh, it's it's profound
0: right Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I would, I wonder as well, um, what, like, what is the correlation between, I actually spoke to one of my dear friends. I actually mentioned you in that episode as well, but she talked a little bit about like, she's a nutritionist but she talked about the chakras and just mm. like how that correlates. Mm. Go into that as well just in case anybody missed that episode. Ooh. Uh, but
1: yeah, I actually I would say I'm probably not an expert at that. There's a cook, lo- There's a cookbook <laughs> that I love though and it's called That's uh, perfect. Whatever you got. Like Yeah, oh great. my gosh, it's called the Oh my gosh it's called the alchemy something. Let's put it in the resources. It's an amazing book, but it literally, it gives you recipes, um, crystals, uh, certain foods and certain like self-care exercises that help with each of the chakras. It's amazing. Yes. Her name is, um, Jennifer. Um, (laughs) I can find her really quick.
0: I was going to say, if it's Serena Poon, that would have been so funny. (laughs) I I think she's done something similar. That's very cool because I've heard that you can eat to enrich the chakras, like the colors Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. eat.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. I can't find her name right now. Her name's Jennifer. I will find it and I'll send it to you so that you can share it with the audience. It's it's so beautiful.
0: (laughs) A whole resource section in this this episode. Yeah. So... um, So, Dr. Michelle, just like as a couple of like wonderful takeaways, like for someone who's like just ready to just feel more vibrant and just, you know, I I imagine many of my babes here. Feel pretty pretty awesome on a regular basis, but we all have room for growth and, and, and improvement, so to speak. But um, what would you say would be maybe some takeaways of something they can do like right, like today? Mm-hmm. Just be like, what's something yeah. that they can just start to run with?
1: The phone thing we talked about now, like yes. honestly, that We're one number one. Everything
0: <laughs> yeah. important.
1: The, seriously that, that Ta- tapping in, doing some sort of like breath work, meditation, even just a moment of just tapping into your body throughout the day. I would say like every three to four hours would be amazing. Uh, prioritizing sleep. Um, mm-hmm. That is so huge. And I know so many of us just gloss over it. And we think like, Oh, I'm good. I'm just running on six hours. Like no big deal. But that, catches up to you. And sleep is so essential. That's where and when the body heals and detoxes. We need it. Um, so do not like allow that to slip. And I know that some people have issues with falling asleep or staying asleep or things like that. Um, the thing that I highly recommend, there's a couple things around that. Um, one is having a rhythm. Um, our bodies love Rhythms and so having that consistent sleep time or bedtime and having that consistent wake time, whether you're working or not working, every single day, highly, highly, highly recommend that. Um, our food too, same rhythm. Like having that same, like what times are you eating? What time are you going to bed? Like having that rhythm and routine is so important. Um, a couple of my favorite sleep hacks um, are red light at night. Um, I love the Juve. Um, there's several different brands out there, but red light therapy before bed. Um, I also love using a human charger first thing in the morning, just because part of what sets our circadian rhythm, our melatonin secretion is having really bright, sunny light um, exposure in the morning. Now I live up in the Pacific Northwest. And so I don't get a lot of really bright light. And so one thing that I use instead of like a, a light box is something called human charger. And it's basically these little earbuds that you put into your ears and you click this button and it basically shines light onto the light sensitive parts of your brain. And so I do that first thing in the morning, every single morning, because that helps my body stay into this rhythm. And when we get that bright light exposure first thing in the morning, it triggers our body to release melatonin about 14 hours later. So it really helps to create, that's our sleepy hormone for anybody who doesn't know. So that helps our body to really calm down and create this cycle, especially if your cycle is kind of wonky because I know there's probably some of you out there who are self-proclaimed night owls. (laughs) And that really tells me that your circadian rhythm is kind of off and there's some adrenal dysfunction going on there.
0: And I also just want to like, I I love this because- (laughs) As a Capricorn, it's exactly like my boyfriend Mick. He knows all the gadgets and he is like, like he is the champion of like the, the Amazon find and just like <laughs> the best things. And I love how you apply it in the energy of like health and vitality and wellness. And I remember you um introduced me to something. Um, is it called heart map or what? Was yes. Heart, heart math.
1: Yeah. Heart the HRV map. monitor. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Can you talk to us a little bit
0: about heart? Wow. Well, obviously. Okay. I'll let you explain about heart rate variability coherence, Right. Oh, sure. Like yeah, creating yeah. Coherence.
1: Yeah, so um, HRV specifically um, is our heart rate variability and it's the space in between the beats of our heart. And when we are in fight, flight, or freeze mode, that HRV is very, very, very consistent. There's very uh, little variability um, in that spacing. And so we tend to see low heart rate variability um, because our body is on, it needs to be responsive. It needs to make sure that it has this like guaranteed thing going on. When we're in a parasympathetic state, there's increased heart rate variability. And so one of the reasons why I gift the heart math to my clients is that, um, as I was saying, throughout the day taking those little breaks, what I recommend is actually doing the HRV monitor during that time. Even if it's just for five minutes, um, it has a little... There's like an app and it basically tells you how your heart rate variability is going, what your coherence level is like, and what we're searching for, what we're aiming for is a higher coherence because that means that your body is... um, basically in a state of, of an unstressed state for lack of a better word. And so we're looking for that higher coherence. And what we try to do is actually tap in and maintain that coherence for as long as possible. And so like the app or whatever has uh, color, it's like color coded. And so you could, you basically stay in the green zone and I try to stay in the green zone for at least five minutes. But by doing that, you're actually having this really beautiful biofeedback mechanism going on where your body starts to recognize like, Oh, this is what it feels like. To be in higher coherence, this is what it feels like to be in parasympathetic mode. So you can actually tap deeper into, you know, or have more awareness, I guess, of where your body's at on that spectrum of being in sympathetic versus parasympathetic. So that's one of the reasons why I love little shits and biohacking tools like that.
0: <laughs> it's it's so cool. And um and Mick and I we we did it. We like, I did it. And I was like, I was in coherence. Like the whole time I was like, is this thing work? Cause I was like, is it just giving me what I want to hear? And then Mick did it and he was incoherent and then he dropped out and then he went back and <laughs> we were, and it was cool because I started to, I started to like experiment with it a little bit, but why is coherence important? Like, what does it do for us as, as human mm. beings?
1: Yeah, it it calms our body. And when our body is in a state of our parasympathetic state, it turns on our rest, digest, reproduce. It improves cellular communication. It improves um, the functioning of our cells, the way that they are uh, replicating, the way that our DNA is being expressed. Epigenetics is huge, right? Um, I don't know if your audience knows about epigenetics, but just how our environment, things we either put in our body or external factors uh, affect our Uh, DNA expression. So there are certain genes in our body, certain pathways that we can actually enhance or suppress. Um, So we can enhance good genes, basically, for lack of a better word, we can sort of suppress or turn down uh, not so good genes. And so when we're in that higher coherence, that helps to enhance our beneficial gene expression. So...
0: That is so freaking cool. I actually heard one of my women last night start to talk about epigenetics and I was like, that sounds very, very fascinating. Mm -hmm. And really, it's also like the power of our focus. So it's like when your focus is on what feels peaceful or empowering um, or just centered like amazing how that can impact your gene expression like totally and obviously the the latter is also true so that wow that's cool is that totally. like a newer discovery like epigenetics Mm,
1: it's I would say as a discovery it's been around for gosh probably at least like 15 years or so um I think that it's gained a lot of traction recently um just with people like Dr. Joe Dispenza and just like talking about like a lot of people in the mainstream have started talking about it more um so I would say that but what I love about epigenetics is it it Brings um, It makes genetics and genomics much more empowering because I think yes. there was a paradigm, um, you know, maybe some people still live in this paradigm where they feel like they're a victim of their mm-hmm. genetics and their genetic expression, like, oh, well, my family was obese, so I'm just doomed to be obese, or yeah, whatever right. that story is that people have. And it's actually um, proven that 90, 95% of our genes are affected by epigenetics. And so mm-hmm. we have much more control than we actually, um, wow. I wouldn't say control, but you know what I mean? Like we have yeah, a lot yeah. more impact influence yeah. than we thought we had before. So the choices that you make every single day, those habits, even those 1% improvements that you make compound and actually create cellular changes, physiological changes inside of your body. So mm-hmm. it's pretty empowering when you think about it like that.
0: It's incredibly empowering because I I mean, how I remember hearing that and thinking, I felt like that when I was very young, like, oh, well, my family went through that. So like, it's, you know, and also when I started to get deeper into like, I'd say my spiritual healing, so to speak, and just coming into deeper resonance and understanding of myself, I started really understanding where I'd taken on stuff from my mom and my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And then realizing like, oh, well, that doesn't, if it doesn't work for me, or it's not something that I that I prefer. Let me work on it. Let me make changes. And um, it sounds like that's
1: what that's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like breaking those generational like traumas yes. and generational ties that we feel like we're we just keep bringing into new generations. It's like actually no, we don't have to. Oh we get yeah. to break those bonds, like
0: literally. <laughs> that that gives me chills. I actually went to Tony Robbins' date with Destiny. I think you and I were we were we had just started. And I remember we did this meditation. And as an Aries with Capricorn, I can't I I don't I don't often go super deep and see a lot in meditation, but I remember in this, it was powerful breath work and then this whole meditation process. And I remember seeing this golden line of energy, which was my ancestry, and then seeing a pivot. And it was like I was the pivot. So all the things that have been passed down to me, I stopped, and then moving forward with Mick and I's children, that that like it's almost like the energy they came through is like the buck stops here. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't that cool? Like it's, I got the like, chills.
1: It's <laughs> so <You're> cool. When like, <laughs> you
0: are talking about it, sometimes I actually forget that I had that very powerful experience. It goes mm-hmm. even more deep, but I'll I'll tell you another time and. I'll do a solo episode about it, but (laughs) it's really that like that for me was like that visceral expression of what you're talking about. And, um, and I think also what our generation is, is really doing We're making changes and, and I believe like it starts with the way we take care of ourselves. Cause so often health habits and what we've seen, it can just, it's like what we've been modeled so it's like we just kind of do it even if it doesn't work for us. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah wow, Dr. Michelle, you are the absolute. you're so remarkable and just thank you so much for being here and um, bringing your wisdom. Do you have anything coming up that um, mm-hmm. you can share with us and and where
1: everybody can find you and all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, that was such a fun conversation. <laughs> I know. We, we always have a good time. And actually I realize
0: you're a Capricorn Aries Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm an Aries Capricorn rising. So we've got a little dance going there.
1: I love it. Of course, right? <laughs> yeah. We've always um, so yeah, you guys can find me Instagram, Facebook, uh, website at wealthywoman.co. So that's w-e-l-l-t-h-y-w-o-m-a-n.c.o. Um, like I said, my one-on-one practice is full right now. However, if you are seeking for you know someone who does this kind of approach, is more comprehensive, does the functional labs, all of that, feel free to hit me up. I am training practitioners all the time, getting graduates um, through my mentorship program. So I'd be more than happy to pair you with someone who feels like a good fit, um, and then yeah, that's that's kind of what I got going on. So that's fantastic, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm I am excited to
0: to hear. You know, we'll definitely have you back, and um, just thank you so much again for being here today. Love you so. Mm-hmm. much Thank you for the opportunity. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you guys for joining us today. Love you so much. If this episode has served you, I ask you to share it, to send it to someone where it could make a big difference and, and help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. Please tag me with your shares, um, something you learned from this episode or that you loved from this episode at Natalia underscore Benson on Instagram. Also, please DM me with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon.
1: Thank you.